Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinions. I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football, brought to you by Four Sigmatic Coffee. It is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. Four Sigmatic is a sciencey way of saying really good for you. They've turned the planet's most astounding nutrient-dense ingredients into things that you will love every single day. Four Sigmatic helps bring people elevated wellness with the most nutrient ingredient, nutrient dense ingredients. They started back in the happiest country in the world, Finland. Their founders were Finnish grandparents brewed mushrooms when they couldn't get coffee during World War Two due to shortages. But it turns out organic coffee plus functional mushrooms like chaga are not only delicious, but they kick off the day beautifully every ever since. They've searched exhaustively for studies to get the best of the best for the ingredients for Four Sigmatic. And boy, oh boy, does it taste good. As, as I've said before, I have 
one cup, one cup at about 10 o'clock in the morning as I'm starting to flag. And it keeps me going all day, keeps me sharp, keeps me switched on. And uh, you can use the code Ace Nation, get yourself a nice little discount, whether it's a subscription or a one-off payment, uh, one-off purchase. But uh, we thank them for sponsoring the, the channel, as always. But uh, just as we wait for some latecomers before we talk a bit of football, there's lots to discuss. Um, Lil do a the Super Six Prediction Week, so I've had a nightmare this week. Um, so we're obviously raising money for charity. Uh, I've had a massive lead over Rodri in recent weeks. But uh, Franco Rankmore came top of the league this point this week with 14 points. Paul Cartwright is top overall with an impressive 346. But uh, how is the battle with Rodri going? Well, I forgot my predictions for the midweek round. But luckily, Rodri has done what Man City seemed to be keep doing and not being able to capitalise on Arsenal when they drop points just like that. Rodri only scored a, a, a measly four points, which means I'm still a massive 29 points clear. The next round is three o'clock Saturday. Make sure you get your predictions in. We'll do ours at the end of the show. And there we go. Um, so, uh, just before I bring in Rodders... Yeah, one uh, goal away. One goal away. One goal. Each, each no, game mean, for getting full score. Yeah. And then City one. Just, yeah. Just to rub it in. Um, just wanted to quickly say, um, Will Melius, who does the Super Six and like organises all that, and uh, we got I got a project coming up with him on a separate channel as well, um, which we'll talk about soon. I wanted to say congratulations to him and his lovely uh, missus. It just got engaged. Shout out to them. Thirteen years he's been waiting to do that, so I think yeah, it's about time he got on with it and popped the question. But there we go. Well then, well, about time. Uh, Rodders, how are you, my friend? You good? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Yeah. Little, right. little, little, little technical glitch, but it's all good. Oh, Professional, ain't you? Got a backup every yeah. time. I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of backups. So, um, yeah. so look, we're gonna, we'll, we will talk about United and Barca, but what I'm conscious of is obviously it's going to go out of date real quick because they're playing straight after we play. So we'll talk about it a little bit at the end. We'll sort of predict it, and I, I'd rather focus. I'd like to, we're going to preview the Carabao Cup final in a bit of detail a bit later on. But um, first and foremost, we'll talk about some of the stories and results of the week so far and, and last weekend. It's been very eventful, to say the least. But before we get into the actual football, I wanted to just sort of say, uh, pay tribute really to one of the, in my opinion, the greatest uh, commentator to come out with a British game. Uh, John Motson sadly passed away. Uh, he was literally the voice of football for me. Till he retired, like, but particularly like as a kid before Sky and stuff like that, listening to the radio, watching it on BBC or whatever, like, absolute legendary. And in my opinion, also the best commentator around. And if you, I'll ask you this quickly. Um, obviously, I would prefer to sort of focus on John Motson, but actually, just how good he is is shown even more so, I think, by the commentators which you get on Sky at the moment, like. They're very sort of like an amazing last minute winner will go in. And the commentators that you'd think he's gone out for a throw in. But like the way John Motson was able to describe the game, it was just, it just, you got into it so much and you felt the emotions of the game as it was going on. Yeah, there's only, uh, there's only certain, certain amount of commentators I can really think going back. Like Brian Moore, John Watson, John Motson, sorry. And 
Martin Tyler, obviously. But yeah, sad. Uh, the, um, so much research he did for games and stuff. He always knew the answers to to, to certain questions or certain players. Yeah, one one of the very very best. And uh, sad. I, I come, like I was saying before, we come on on there. Uh, didn't know he was seventy seven. Thought he was older than that, but yeah, so many good good memories of, of John Watson and sad day for football. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Um, and funny enough, the, um, what I was referring to with the Sky commentators at the moment, I feel like they're really. Um, it does feel like they're very like um, I can't think of the word, but like just really like monotone, like just. Even if something like a last-minute goal, even and and even Martin Tyler, mate, I I've watched some clips this week of like um, you know like Rooney's overhead kick against Man City and all these different Aguero oh, that, that scoring. Was Rooney. Yeah, oh, no, was that was that this Navalny? Um, uh, look, he did it. I think he did pretty much the same, like similar with both, really. But like even you know Aguero scoring that last minute to win the title, like all these different moments. Martin Tyler was a big part of that. You know, when you look back at it, but like some of the games I've watched with him this year, he just he doesn't seem to have the same enthusiasm in his voice maybe, as he maybe, did. Maybe that's down to his age, doing too many games. Well, know? I was going to say maybe as he damaged his voice, maybe over the years by being so excitable and like you never know, do you? But no, I've certainly noticed the difference with him. And I think probably because he set such a high standard for it, mate. You know, like yeah. you mentioned, those three names, John Motson, Martin Tyler, Brian Moore, they are the guys, aren't they, for, for British football? And I think, I'm trying to think if there's any others which really sort of newer ones, which kind of like, I think, might be the future of it. I don't like a lot of the new pundits and... I, th- I think I think Ali McCoy is really good. Yes, yes, Ali McCoy, but he's more like he's the the color yeah, commentator. He's obviously he? the, the ex pro, yeah. But um, in terms of commentary, um, yeah. I used to like Sam Watt, Sam Matterface before he went on. Yeah, I was going to say Sam Matterface, but there's no one that really sticks out. No, like John Watson did. It's uh, funny, right? Like Brian Moore did, like Martin Tyler does. Mm. There's there's a lot of you know like Darren Fletcher, Sam Matterface. Uh, it's just a lot that are all more or less the same. Yeah, they sound very similar, don't they? And, it's and, funny. Some, and, and there's a couple of women that do a very good yeah. job. Well, there's some women that... Uh, you get that with men as well. Who's uh, the one bad, who's always bad. joking with Carragher and um, Mika Richards, uh, Kate Simon? She does a lot of the American channels. She's really okay, good. Okay, I do. Okay. Yeah, I think she's really good and I quite like her. But there's she's, a... she's, she's got she's like one of the lads. She's a, even though she's very good looking, she's like one of the lads. She has bad yeah. she talks multiple languages, so she's very clever. So yeah, you, you have good good hosts as well. Like yeah, I like 100%. I like Kelly Slater. Dave Jones I like, as well. I like Kelly Slater. I think mm-hmm. she she's obviously growing up around the football background, so she knows what she's doing. Yeah, uh, spot on it. Do you know Sam Matterface when he used to do just the talk sport commentaries? I thought he was outstanding and I thought he would be the next guy to kind of be the voice of football in this country. But uh, since he's been doing ITV and the World Cups and that, I actually don't enjoy his stuff as much. I don't know whether he's changed it for, for I, TV. I don't mind Matterface. I just thought there's like he definitely had work done. You see, do you see him 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely had something. You look like Scrooge. It looks like totally different. <laughs> it was yeah, Darren Fletcher. I don't mind. I got to say, Darren Fletcher, um, but they, but you are right. They're all kind of like 
they all sound the same, if that makes sense. They yeah. haven't got their own style no. or personalities. Like no. Brian Moore, John Motson, Martin Tyler, all kind of like the voice of football for us British fans. But, you know, you, but actually, you they all these, had their individual but, but styles. You've got to give these commentators time because course, you know, yeah. these were doing it for 40 years, weren't they? So. Yeah, yes, of course. And maybe, you know, back before we were around, when John Motson and these guys were starting out, maybe they weren't as... Yep. The old school commentators were the best. Remember the old rugby union commentator? What was his name? Bill Beaumont was one, wasn't no, he? No, not Bill Beaumont. It was an old common old commentator that did the, did the Six Nations on the weekends. He was he was just... It was an icon. I can't remember his name. That's going to do my head in now. But I remember... I remember uh, just say certain stuff. Remember, is it Cliff? Was it Forburn? Remember the the, Before, the ginger? Uh, yeah, Cliff Forburn. Uh, oh, the the fullback for Wales. Yeah, um, took a free, took a kick. It was just on the on, the, on over the halfway line and onto the side, and it was like in the eighties. I remember him hitting it, and he, he was going boof, and just the just the way he spoke. And the, yeah, I can't remember his name. That's gonna do me. I mean, hopefully, someone will remember it. An old rugby union. Mm. Uh, commentator with the BBC. I can't remember his name. As soon as you say it, I'll know. Anyway, the thing is, these um, these com the best commentators are the ones which capture not just what's going on, yeah, in terms they, of the know, action, know, it's the yes. emotion of it. Yeah, so like, they know what to say right at the right time. Yeah, yeah and sometimes you can say too much, and I yeah. think Clyde that's Tills, what Clyde Tills is not bad. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Yeah. That's a good shout. I think sometimes some of the newer commentators, maybe it's because it's a bit of nerves, a bit of they're getting to grips with the, you know, doing it more often than they have done perhaps in the last 10 years. I maybe they Clive say Tilds, too much. Yeah, no, true. I think Clive Childs is more like United, remember Clive Childs? Yeah, like in the League 90s final. and yeah. And like ITV's um, Champions League coverage, that was, wasn't it? No, but that Champions League final, mate, where he didn't know name on the trophy. You know, yeah, he just said the right has won it. Solskjaer has won it. Yeah. 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 yeah, all that stuff, yeah. It's just, uh, you remember it. You'd literally, you 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 try and, I'm sure you try and slip that final in every show, just like in some context. It's, it's, you can always find context for it. Something will never be forgotten, pal. I oh, mate, I got to say, like, even as someone who's not a United fan, it is a, that was the greatest that, football that, moment that I watched live that, ever. That whole year, I probably missed two games. Must have been special, man. Barcelona. Even coming out, it was just, we were so drained. It was mm. like you think people were shouting and singing. There was none of that. It was Shock. Just dead silent. Everyone just like head down as a stiff up near. Did you believe that's just happened? It was mental, like the. Yeah. Just you know, because it was like it wasn't even like you know, 80, 85th minute and 90th minute, it was like 92nd and 94th or something. And like after the first goal went in, by the Bayern players didn't even want to get up and take the kickoff. No, but you don't, you don't understand that game was a massacre. Bayern Munich hit the post, hit the bar. Yeah. Oh, they should, have, they should have won 4 0 easily. Yeah, they thought they'd won, hadn't they? It was that year, it was you knew. When things were going your way, especially when, I think the Arsenal games, the, the the semi-final, you know, Keane getting sent off, going, no, uh, mm. they're, they're missing the penalty last minute, uh, and Akin scoring that goal. It's just, yeah, it's just a mad year. Look, John Motson done fifty years of commentary, like he did ten World Cups, ten Euros, twenty nine FA Cup finals. Like, I mean, some of the stories he's got, because he'd have been around like, like Pele and Maradona and stuff like that. 
like I know it's difficult to say because the, the, you know we're paying tribute to the man and he's just passed away, obviously. But like, in your opinion, is John Motson the best out of the sort of three yeah. or four that we just by, picked out? Yeah. By 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 far, by far. Yeah, he's. Um, I no, remember his coats, his, his sheepskin coats. You know, yeah. being in certain places where it was freezing, it was snowing. You know these FA Cup goals. This Ronnie Radford. Was it Ronnie? Was it John Watson? Ronnie Radford. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Hereford. Oh yeah, it's yes. just so many, so many. No, it's Zidane getting sent off when he headbutts Matt Matarazzi yeah, as well. There's so many. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And like when he, when he, um, when he, commentated on the Zidane one and Zidane obviously retired didn't he after that game everyone knew he was going to retire yeah. and he's headbutted Matarazzi and he you can feel the disgust and disappointment in John Motson's commentary I think he says something like oh that's a disgrace and like you can feel that he's not only commentating on the, the moment but he's also disappointed that a great player's finished his career with such a controversial moment and I think that shock of the disgraceful behaviour or whatever that bring the viewer into it like you felt that at the same time didn't yeah, you like yeah. you felt oh my god he's retiring and he's just she's he's just student, him. proper student of the game as well yeah. so yeah. yeah proper and i'm glad that when he retired uh, i think it was palace and someone uh west brom possibly they gave him like a plaque and he went out on the pitch after the game and the crowd gave him a proper send-off like because he definitely deserved that um Right, we've got loads to talk about, mate, in the next 40 minutes or so. Um, before we get to, to Cardiff and Borough and the Championship, which I do want to touch on, Cardiff are on fire. They've won two games in a row. Um, I want to discuss, I want to talk about Liverpool um, because I do, I said, do you remember I said to you um, after the Brighton, after the first Brighton game, they lost 3 0. I think it was a cup game. And I said to you, um, Joe Matip looks like he wouldn't get into a park side as a central defender. He looks awful. Mate, the it's way the they... they part, yeah, I know. I'm just... But I mean, their defence generally just parted like the Red Sea on Tuesday. Van Never Dijk, seen anything Dijk, like it, mate. Van Dijk, for two years ago, he was the best... He can't be the best centre-half ever to be chased the Premier League just doing it for a year or two no. years. And He's to be fair... Top a cliff. Yeah, to be fair to Carragher... Do you see the video of him, um, or like a clip of him talking about it afterwards? And he yeah. had in, he interviewed Van Dyke a couple of weeks back, and he said um, Van Dyke had like joked around with him, saying, "Yeah, you wouldn't get in the defence now to Carragher," and Carragher was like, "I would take his place now because he has been awful." But like Joe Gomez, like Reese has just said in the chat, he's the most overrated defender there's been, and like I, for years, Liverpool fans been telling me how Joe Gomez is this. He should be in the England squad or whatever, and he should be playing international football. And I just don't see it at all. The only defender in their group, which I think he's a fucking player, is the Scottish guy, uh, Robertson. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is quality going forward. I think defensively, he's an absolute shambles. And if you're asking me, if I'm picking a team, 
I'd rather have a fullback who's all right at going forward, but is absolute quality in defence. Obviously, you'd rather have a bit of both. But if I've got to choose, I'd rather have someone who can defend because you've got wingers and well, you've got midfielders. That's why Reese James plays for England because he could do both. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Trippier, he's reliable. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. Yeah, and he's Trippier's got the dead ball, which obviously Trent Alexander's got. They've got it's big problems. He's, he's a Dennis Irwin Trippier. He's at eight. Nine every week, they got they got real big problems, mate. Because even when they like when you look at the two goals they scored, you know you've got the one is a um, a mistake by the keeper, so that's you know that's lucky. The other the other goal, like I guess you can say they you know they worked well the first goal, but but like, I right, they started well for ten minutes and they've been better the last couple of games in the build up to that game. But the the Newcastle game, mate. If Pope hadn't got sent off. I fully believe Newcastle would have drawn at least drawn that game. Newcastle absolutely battered them, mate. But they were down to ten men, and, and especially the way Liverpool set up and play, if they've got that extra man, it's very difficult for teams to to get at them. And Madrid, look, Madrid are no mugs. As much as I've been saying, like the Spanish league is just not what it used to be. Like that Vinicius Junior is quality. Scored two fantastic goals. Benzema. You know, arguably the best centre forward in Europe alongside Lewandowski over the last 15 years or 10 years or whatever. Um, they've got a couple of really good midfielders in there. Um, you know, but but like we've talked about Liverpool's age in midfield, mate. Modric, about 45, with at about 70, whatever it was, 70 minutes, ran through the middle of their midfield as if he was 22 and a winger. He was like your bloody brother, just weaving in and out of them all. Leaving him on the floor, and Modric is about forty. Embarrassing, mate. Honestly, and I think I know, like proper Liverpool fans, not like the social media fans, will say Klopp has done enough to deserve to stay. But if they keep losing, because they were banking on the champ, make no mistake, mate, they were banking on the Champions League this year now, because they ain't going to get in the top four, so they're not in the Champions League, which will make it more difficult for them to sign the players they want to go. Like, will Jude Bellingham still want to go there? As been reported in various places that he supposedly wants to go and play for Klopp. Will he want to play for Klopp that much that he misses out in the Champions League? I don't know. Um, other players, particularly, you know, foreign players, like, do they want to drop out of the Champions League for a year? Depends on a variety of things, ages, age and wages and stuff like that. Like, I think they've got massive problems, mate, because I think they need at least two midfielders. I think they need at least two centre-backs and they probably need a striker and then a couple of other players on top of that. And do they have the money for it is the ultimate thing. No, no, I totally agree. Um, this is why, as we discussed last week, you know, it, it's better do, to do it when you're on top. Yeah. Um, because when you're doing it, when you start doing it on the decline, it's, it's a lot harder. This is where we talked about last week with Alex Ferguson. He was so good at it. Um, you've got to identify it. And Pep Guardiola is not bad at it too. You've got to identify it. And when, when you win, that's when you strengthen. You know, they won the league by a cancer last week, last year. And they it bring happened. in Haaland. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. And, and a couple of others. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, We'll talk about City, mind, as well. They brought in Haaland, but they don't play to Haaland's strengths at all. 
no, which but is that, bizarre that, that, to me. No, but he's still the leading goal scorer by far. And oh yeah, of course he is. He's um, that'll it'll take time. Sometimes it's the same thing with players coming to United. Some some good players fit in and hit the ground running. Some don't, and it takes time. Uh, especially when they're young, i.e., Anthony, Sancho, yeah, big Ronaldo, club, big, 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 big club, Manchester United. Ronaldo was straight away, mate. First game, he bolted, torn apart. I yeah, but he had it was very good. like one good game, one, yeah, no, there was a bit of frustration. Still, you still get, you still get bums off seat, though, mate. He was, yeah. he was like, whoa, flipping heck, whoa. You haven't seen none of that. You see, you've seen a little bit of that, that from Manchester, but it was every game Ronaldo. The first game, mm. I remember it clearly. They were down. He's come on and he's run someone ragged. And I mean ragged. And totally changed the game. And he did that all the time. But it was all the you know the tricks and the, the, the diving and the, 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 the kick that out of him. The, his own teammates kicked that out of him. So but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's not easy, especially when there's elite teams spending a lot of money. United, City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. You know, you've got to keep on top of it. Well, we've talked about in recent weeks, haven't we, that like the next few years could end up being absolutely mental in terms of the amount of money available to teams to spend in the Premier Newcastle. League. Newcastle, there you go. Like oh, yeah. Newcastle got a bottomless pit, which they haven't really dipped into too much so far. You're going to have, if, if the Qataris get United, they've got a bottomless pit. You've got City, you've got a bottomless pit. You've got... Um, Chelsea seemingly just going to keep trying to sign everyone. No, but you're saying as a bottomless pit, we'll, we'll do it illegally within our means. <clears throat> they haven't been charged. Uh, they haven't been found guilty yet, mate. Come on. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't. A, I was just saying what I was saying. You, you assume something. You know, I was just saying <laughs> illegally. Um, you James, you, you immediately put City. Oh, that's. That's your fault. Oh, okay. my, my assumption was wrong that you were talking referring to Man City. I apologize. Well, that's that's an easy assumption to me. Indeed. Um James Costley says if Klopp was to go, who would Liverpool look to bring in? And I think that's the issue, isn't it? There's no one really which stands out and you're like, that's the guy. I mean, maybe like Xavi or someone like that from Barca. Or and, and what about know. what and about you know, this then, mate? And you know you know you have to get the right manager. Yeah. You can't just bring in a name. You have okay. to bring in the right manager. What about this then? Um, apparently, Conte and Klopp, uh, Conte and Levy don't get on very well. What if Conte was to leave Tottenham at the end of the season? Would Liverpool consider then, while striking while the iron's hot, and bringing Conte in for Klopp? Uh, and by the way, I will say, I think that would be a mistake. I think Klopp is a better manager, and I think if they give Klopp the money to no, rebuild, no. he Conte will eventually get him back to Conte the thing. Conte won't go to United for the same reason. Uh, why Liverpool. Conte won't go to Liverpool for the same reason why United didn't want him. Doesn't stick around long enough. These no. clubs are uh, historic clubs that they tend to give the managers a long time when they've got the right manager. Um, and I think Conte wouldn't be the right manager. Well, like I said, I think um, like Pep, if if Man City get charged and Pep goes, Liverpool try and get him. But no, I don't think that's realistic. But like no one really sticks yeah, no, out. That's not that, no, no. You've got so you've got like Ancelotti, uh, Madrid. I don't wouldn't have thought he's going to go anywhere. No. You've got Xavi, maybe Zidane. Mike, Zidane, yeah. Um, 
Who's the who's the Bayern Diego manager? Diego Simeone's always oh, names popped up. He'd be, a, but would, he'd, be, would he'd be a very good fit for Liverpool. Would he though? Would Liverpool fans, after years of witnessing Klopp style football, be happy to play that? Like you saw how they reacted to Roy Hodgson and and similar guys. Not comparing it exactly, but it's it's a similar in terms of it's quite rigid, goes back quite to organised. Back to the old old saying: winning maths a lot of things. So he'd have yeah. to Yeah, and I think. But then you look at that Liverpool defence, mate, and the midfield, and maybe they need a manager like that. Maybe they need a Diego Simeone to give them a bit of grit and a bit of organisation. Because honestly, mate, right, that Real Madrid game on Tuesday could have been about 10. They were all over the place, all over the place. And that's not, and by the way, that's not the first time. They've lost twice to Brighton 3 0, haven't they? Or oh, they certainly yeah. lost once 3 0, yeah. and I think they lost. Yeah. And I think be, both be, be playing soon at Anfield. So be yeah, good. well, I think that's coming up very soon. And like I gotta say, I think if United were to go and I do think that's the sort of game, by the way, where they all turn up because of what the game is. Yeah. And it'll end up they could even end up but winning at Anfield. Get over. But like, yeah, if they try and if they don't get their press right and they don't get their tactics right, because Ten Hag will have some sort of plan to play against them. Um, if they get embarrassed by United, I think that'll be clapped done. I think they'll sack it. Yeah, that, 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 that won't because be I think that's the one game they won't accept. Getting beat two or three nil at Anfield off United, that yeah. won't be. Yeah, like you, the, the fans and the and the board, I think will accept it from Brighton and they'll accept it from whatever all these Madrid, whoever. They won't accept United, who are obviously on the app at the moment. They yeah. won't accept getting humiliated at Anfield by United. I think that's the one game they've got to make sure if they want Klopp to stay around. But then is the question then to just lastly on Liverpool, has Klopp lost the dressing room? Uh no, no, no. So is it just a case of they they got an aging squad? Who would you get who would you keep our if you're Klopp? Which players were you absolutely keeping? And which players, just from generally, which ones would you straight away think, right? He's getting rid of all the old ones, all the old ones. Henderson, would you keep Van Dyke? Henderson, Van Dyke could go. Mate, you've got to know when to cut the cord. He's finished. Salah? I'd, no, I'd keep Salah. So I okay. keep I'd, I'd, um, Henderson. Uh, you've got to think, uh, and you've got to pull some money in as well. So some shot value. People will be shocked when I say it, but Henderson. Uh, Thiago, too weak. I'm not being impressed with him. Milner, <coughs> yeah, and to, could... get some, and to get some money in, I'd sell Trent Alexander. He can't defend, can't, yeah. Defend. So, the only ones I the only difference to all that that I would personally get rid of is I would sell Salah because I think there's a at the moment there's a quite a high number of really good young. Forwards who are either available or would be available. If you get the right price. money from, if you get the right money from it, yeah, probably. So, like, I guarantee someone like Chelsea or PSG would pay hundred million for Salah. Go back to Chelsea, is he? But you go to Paris, mate, for oh, hundred yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And you could, they could really invest that, that by an Oshman or a Sesko. They would. 100% they would. No. Mate, you're telling me that if they had the opportunity to play, because it looks like either Mbappe or Neymar is going to go, yeah, so they're yeah, going to want to bring in a big name. Yeah, you could have Mbappe, yeah. And then they've got, you know, they've got, um, 
what's his face? Messi, Salah. That's the sort of players they look to sign. Um, and I would I would sell him. Look, and I know Liverpool fans will mostly disagree with that. I just don't think he's the player that he once was. He's starting to age. He's lost half a yard. But look, on the other side, he's still their best player. He'll still score you goals. And I think if the rest of the team is better, you would see a better Salah. But he doesn't look happy at the moment. And who could blame him? Um, how much of it was Liverpool terrible and Madrid just were very good, particularly in the second half? It was a bit of both, wasn't it? Okay. It was just a bit of both. I do love Carlo Ancelotti, i got to say. He's one of my uh, well, faiths. Yeah. Like, he looks like I'll, a mafia. I'll so. more after this week. <laughs> um, Juventus have scored twice against 10-man Nantes. Di Maria scored twice. So he's got a hat trick now. Pogba so, playing. Um, is who? Pogba. Uh, I don't think he might be on the bench. I'll have a quick look now. But he um, he hasn't played all since he signed for Mavi. No, no, no. There was talk. There was even talk of him going like on loan somewhere, and I was like, Jesus. But yeah, that's, that's madness that he hasn't played a game from all season. But I think United cut uh, cut ties at the right time. Mate, I think it's fair to say. Um, so we're going to talk about the the Carabao Cup final on uh, on Sunday. We're going to go into a bit of detail with that, but I do want to just touch on uh, the Skybet Championship. Um, Gareth Ainsworth made this uh, left Wickham to go to QPR. I think that is a tremendous appointment by them. He has done a, a wicked job at Wickham. He's a good good manager. Um, got his own sort of style of doing things. Very popular with the players. I know when I've had. Joel Jacobson on who plays for Wickham a couple of times and we've chatted about him like players got a load of respect for him really thorough in the way he goes about his business and he's done a good job with no money he's got him up a couple of times and you know they've gone down because they haven't been able to compete over that long championship season which so many teams do struggle with um I think he'll be if QPR if they give him time I think it's a great appointment but if they're going to just sack him after 11 games then it's pointless. Just to wait and see, won't we? Indeed, mate. Um, Cardiff are, had a bit of a, a reprieve. They've won a couple of games, mate. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, yes. Yeah. I was watching it. What did you think? Uh, yeah, when you score last minute like that, it's always good, isn't it, for the fans? You know, the, the, the manager goes over to the crowd. Yeah. Bit of a smash and grab, wasn't it? Yeah. So, At but, home. But it can set you up games. Like, wins like that can set you up, mate. Yeah, mate. And look, Reading have been a bogey team for Cardiff for years. So I think to get that last-minute winner against one team, which kind of can cause you problems, it's always good. And Reading have been quite good. I thought they did all right. They were pretty good against United in spells in the Cup. So I think it's a good result. And in the Championship, mate, it's just about getting those wins. Doesn't matter how, just by hook or crook, get the victories. Um, obviously, that's two on the bounce. Give them a bit of confidence. Unfortunately, uh, Robinson, who's looked quite sharp in those two games, has he's out for five games because he's got a hamstring problem. But the new signing Caba looks a bit, he looks quite tasty, like just looks a bit creative. He's quite clever, very quick. They've got a few, got a couple of Welsh internationals, um, on the bench as well, in Mark Harris and Ruben Corwell and stuff. So it's time for them to really step up now. People keep telling me that Ruben Corwell's the next. Aaron Ramsey or the next this, he's you know, he's this and that. He's just got to show it. And he needs to show it when it 
whilst it matters and it matters for Cardiff now. They've gone up a couple of places in the table. They'll be confident after two wins, but they are still banging the relegation zone. Uh, Huddersfield won. Blackpool won the other day. Uh, Wigan are unbeaten in four at the bottom of the table. So it is binding. we're only four points ahead of, of Wigan at the bottom. Well, actually, all the teams in the relegation zone are on 31 and Cardiff are on 35. So, you know, it's not job done because we've got a couple of wins. It's got to be, they've got to finish the job. Um, we've talked in recent weeks, mate, about uh, a certain Mr. Carrick. Um, another win for Middlesbrough. Uh, they are hot on the tails, mate, obviously, because they beat Sheffield United and then Sheffield United have gone and lost again after that. It was so that now, United as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's down to four points now, the gap between uh, Borough and Sheffield United. So whereas a few weeks ago, it looked like Burnley and um, Sheffield United were running away with it, didn't it? Now suddenly Middlesbrough looked like they could be the team because there's always a team which I think Sheffield United got distracted by a little old Wrexham. Well, yeah, I think some of the players did because I think some of it got under their skin. We talked about Billy Sharp, but I think there was a, probably a few others who didn't like the attention that Wrexham were getting, which to me is you know, a bit childish to me. Like get your job done, and it put them in their place on the pitch. Don't go moaning to the media, but yeah, look, Michael Carrick, he's. Um, He's extended Tommy Smith's deal. He's um, got them playing, mate. They QPR are not difficult, uh, not a difficult side to beat. They beat them comfortably in the end, three-one. And it's just the way they play football. The movement off the ball is sensational. Um, and you know that comes from the manager and the coaches, doesn't it? It's the, those sort of yeah. those movements off the ball that's coming from the coaching. So um, yeah, very impressed. I think they are going to go up automatically the way things are looking. I think they'll catch. No, I don't think anyone's catching Burry, uh, Burnley because they're on seventy three. No, and they are. Uh, and, and what I've seen, what I've seen, they've been far the best. Yeah, yeah. both means absolutely, yeah. and they should be. You know, the the teams which come down from the Premier League these days should be, unless they lose all their best players, they should be. <coughs> Walk, well, they've they kind of lost the best players as well. No, Ben Me, Tarkovsky, there's your back four, back two centre halves. They've got two big players, isn't it? Uh, McNeil, he went. Who else went? Weghorst, he was gone. So there's a few that's gone, mate. Yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah bad. There's a few that's gone. Could that company, uh, company and Bellamy as a as a coaching duo, they they did well in Belgium and they've reunited at Burnley and they're doing it again so you've got to say that it's working for him um and look you look at the way like i was just about to say what reese has just said there um he says great credit to burnley because they've completely overhauled their style of play and that's what you've got to think of is for years burnley have been like that very organized direct Dad, play off the long... Wait, i've got to stop you there i've got Go to disagree because i've watched burnley in the last two two or three years against united Mm. And they do get the ball down and play, so you know, okay. that's I think that's just a myth with some of Sean Dyche's uh, teams in Burnley. Because when I've watched them at Old Trafford as well, when when you think they'd sit back, they've took it to United, and I think one one I think it was a couple of years ago they drew them two all. So no, okay. it's, um, I'll, uh, I'll take it. I'll, I'll accept it. Um, I think. A manager like Sean Dyche will pl will plan um, 
like he'll have a really detailed research plan and tactics and the way he goes about his business. And he will plan his tactics and his side around the players he's got available to him. So if his squad is full of kind of players who are more suited to playing long ball and then play off the scraps and in the channels and that sort of thing and being organised at the back, that's what he'll do. But maybe I think uh, if you take out the Merseyside derby since his start at Everton with more technical players, shall we say, he's they've tried to play football. They've played some quite good stuff. Um, since he's come in at Everton, they were dreadful in the Merseyside derby, in fairness. But apart from that, they've played some quite good stuff since he's come in. So maybe you are right, mate. I don't know. But certainly in terms of the championship, they have been well, yeah, very, very way, right. way worse. Well, I didn't want to say, mate. I didn't want to make you blush. But, you know. <laughs> um, so we got a Carabao Cup final, mate, on Sunday. Very big game for both teams. Big game, big game, massive cut. I think, look, no, I think it's big, not because of what the tournament is, is it? It's it's good because it's it's big because for Newcastle, it's their first trophy in Lord knows how long. And it also, I think, I think it's first final since 99 when they played us. It'll have a big say, say, mate, on how much patience um, Eddie Howe gets as well. He's doing a tremendous job. He hasn't spent loads and loads of money like everyone thought they were going to. He's been right up there in the top four. I do think they're struggling a bit with the top four now. I think always going to happen. Always going to happen. Yeah, we talked about it, didn't we? That it was going to be very difficult for him to hold on. And I think the Newcastle fans are realistic and know that. You know, I think if you said to him this time last year, you'll be fifth and you'll be in a final. Taking that all day, isn't he? They'd have bit you under. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. As, as long as they're in the mix. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You know, they've gone to, you know, they're all going to London, big day out. They haven't had that, like I say, since 1999, when they played us, when we won the treble. So, plug again. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it'd be a good day. It'd be a good day. It'd be a good crowd. Yeah, really, really noisy. It should be a good game. Unlucky for Newcastle that some of the best players are out because Pope is a big miss when the yeah he's been one of the best players going to come in that's not played all season with a back four hasn't played for three years yeah but, two, two, yeah, either two or three years he's obviously played but I mean played with these players um, no no he's been he hasn't played a game uh, a first team game for I think it was no but I don't think he would have played under twenty three games he'd have played no, this won't be his first game since fucking being injured. I'm sure he would have played games before. I mean, playing games with his back four, yeah. it's, it's difficult. And like you say, three years out, I'm sure he'd have been back training, he'd have been back rehabbing. And like I say, they've had a, a few under 23 games. So Funny though, right? Because uh, Laurius Carrius, if he's the one who gets picked, he's he was awful for Liverpool as a keeper. And like, like well, didn't he the one that messed up the final for him? Yeah, he was to an almost comical level, like he was that bad. 
And I, when I saw that he was going to have to play, I was like, oh, my good God. Well, the key but, problem... Uh, the you know, it'll, he'll reserve. end up having, like, a, you know, an unbelievable game. You just know I mean, it's... Your reserve keeper was on loan for us and played in the Carabao Cup, so can't yeah, play. So, if we win, he gets, he gets a, a medal. medal. If he loses... He gets a medal. And he gets two medals. Because no, 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 wouldn't no, he get... Oh, no, no, he wouldn't if, get a win. If he loses, he doesn't get a medal. If United win, he gets a medal. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. But I think um, Newcastle will be hoping that this Barcelona game this evening goes to extra time, penalties and the rest of it, won't they? They'll be hoping United get absolutely drained and have the hardest game possible. Um, how do you see it going? Because when I saw that Nick Pope was out, I just thought that must have given the United camp a big lift because that Nick Pope's been one of, if not the best keeper in the Premier League this season, certainly in the top three. So for him to be missing, I think is massive. Um, you need your best players in, don't you? But mate, honestly, I, I look at the way United have been playing and I look at the way Newcastle have played in recent weeks. I look at the way, like, for instance, I think I noticed Sabitzer's not in the starting lineup tonight. I think Sabitzer will start Saturday, uh, Sunday with Casemiro in midfield, the way United, United are like a well-oiled machine. But the one thing which Ten Hag has got right time and time again is if it isn't working in-game, he will change the, the tactics, he'll move players around, or he'll bring someone off the bench who will then go and score a goal or you know set up a goal or whatever. It's, it's one of them things where I just everything seems to be clicking for United at the moment. And for Newcastle, they're having a bit of a wobble. But, of course, it's a one-off game. You just don't know. It's a big game. United have got a bit of experience a couple, you know, with finals. Obviously, De Gea has played there. There's a few of them who've played at Wembley before. So, I think you'd think United are more likely to be not overawed by the occasion, I would have thought. No, it's, it's, it's ever plays. The, the, the two good teams, mate, it's ever plays better on the day. Obviously, United will be a little bit favourites because of the form and Newcastle's form. But in reality, it's just a 50-50 game. Whoever performs better wins. Yeah, and I think... Um, what's your prediction for that game, Ned? Actually, I think it's going to be a close game. I think United will win it 2-1. Okay. I've got... So, I do think tonight we'll have a bearing on it. I think if United go out tonight, I think that brings them down a little bit. But it can also have the opposite effect where it makes them even more determined to, you know, to it's, it's when they have, effort. when United have slipped up this season since that, you yeah, know, that initial couple of games, back, yeah. they've always bounced back. Um, Ten Hag seems to have got them going. It'd be, be a lot more difficult though. You win this, you, you're buoyant, you're in a good mood, yeah. you're going. But you know that that could easily work, work against you as well. So yeah, I, I got to be honest, mate. In reality, you'd want to win this game and go into this one thinking, right, come on, we've won this one, we're in, course, we're yeah. in to the next round. Let's stay in all four competitions. Let's win this one, put this one to bed, and then we can concentrate on the next one. Yeah, it's that momentum, isn't it? Of just keep yeah. going in, and and also, like, mate, say, I think... like we've talked about before, with the treble. You know, if we if we had gone out in that semi final against Arsenal, which we easily could have. You know, they, they played well. Obviously, we had 10 men for a long, long time, over like 60 minutes. 
they miss the penalty on the 90th minute. Then it goes into injury time, and then we win that game. It just just got just the momentum. It just took us. And, yeah. uh, and I don't think you were... loads of games that season that you could think, oh yeah, it's definitely ours this year. Yeah. Also, I do believe, mate, that if um, you know if United come out on top tonight against Barcelona, I think psychologically that gives them a lift in terms of not just winning the game and staying in the tournament, but just beating Barcelona. Generally, I think psychologically that gives you a, a lift because you know Barcelona, one of the biggest teams in the league, they haven't lost many games this year. Um, and you saw the lift they got. From... Well, they tasted it last week. They know what they're all about, so they'll think, you know what, at home we can have these. Um, yeah. They just got to perform. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. We'll just have to wait and see. If Barcelona play like they did last week, mate, I think it'll yeah, be well, like yeah, we'll four, them. five, yeah, we'll two them. to United or yeah, four, we'll three them. or something. Because Martinez is back. He, he wasn't playing last, last week as well. So yeah. I'm a bit disappointed not to see Sabitzer in there alongside Casemiro. I felt like that was the partnership which would have really been the best. But I understand also why he plays Fred. Like he trusts him and the rest He's of it. Right. As well. He's got really good legs. So yeah. Sabitzer, and, but they, you know, they work well together. If something works, just keep at it. Yeah, Anthony's back on the bench tonight, and um, Sabitz is on the bench, and they've got Ganacho on the bench. Like, they've got some really dangerous players. Yeah, like, if they need a goal late on, you know, they've got Anthony, Sabitza, um, Palistri, Mar- um, Alanga, and Ganacho. So, and they've got a couple of midfielders in there as well who could shore it up. So, they look on paper set, but it's Barcelona, mate, isn't it? You know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? We will. Five minutes. Um, five minutes. What's right. going on? Predictions quickly. Leicester okay. Arsenal at Leicester. Who say that again? Leicester versus Arsenal at Leicester. Two one Leicester. Uh, I've gone three two Arsenal. West Ham at home to Nottingham Forest. West Ham home to Nottingham Forest. I've gone two one West Ham. West Ham. Um, he's under the cosh at the minute, isn't he? He is, but they've, they're fairly solid, I think, West Ham at home. Uh, yeah, 1-0, 1-0 West Ham. Uh, Bournemouth at home to Manchester City. Manchester City were just up and down. 3-1. I've gone 3-0 on that one. Uh, Liverpool are away to Crystal Palace. Tricky one, because Palace are good at home and Liverpool have been all over the shop. I have gone 1-0 to Liverpool. Again, uh, Liverpool away to Crystal Palace, but I've gone 1 0 Liverpool just Palace 2 1. Shout uh, Spurs at home to Chelsea 2 1 Spurs for me. What's that crap? I don't know. 1 1. And then finally, the Carabao Cup you already said the new 2 1 United. Um, and then, well, to finish, mate, what do you think the score will be and the result will be tonight in the Barcelona United game? 3 1 United. Oof, go on. I think United will win 2 0. Don't think Barcelona will score, but they will, I'll be proved wrong five minutes in. Um, as always, guys, girls, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. A bit of a quicker show tonight because we want to go watch the football. I'm also busting for the loo. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week, normal time. Check out some of the uh, other shows and content which we got coming out over the next few days and stuff like that. Loads of good stuff. Loads of interesting chats and podcasts. Spread the word. See you next week.
Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.